Hi, my name is Shoka. I am a monk at Sokokoji, where I'm committed to training my mind under the guidance of my teacher, Sokozan. We rely on your support for our programming, including a scholarship fund to cover living and tuition costs for those who are practicing full-time at the monastery. Thank you for your generosity. Time is an illusion. That's the title. Time is an illusion. It's unreal. And it is it is uh, reinforced, that illusion is reinforced by the belief in solid things that are other than we are, a tree, a, uh, a rock, another person. You, you fundamentally, ultimately, are not separate from any form that arises. You're not separate from it, but it looks like it. And we use the, uh, things like the illusion of uh, past and future. We reinforce that. And, and it's in the body-mind complex, if you believe in this, if you believe in the five skandhas, form, feeling, perception, concept of the stupid thinking process, which is very valuable. It's very valuable if you don't let it use you. But if you use that to reinforce your desire for something, to grasp at something, greed, to get your way, if you use that process, it will agree with you. It's very, very fluid. The thinking process is just delighted to continue your insanity because the ego wants to live. And there is no one. If you think there is, you'll torture yourself and you'll torture others. And you'll be you'll feel totally justified in what you're doing because of the illusion of time and space. Unreal. Vividly unreal. Solid. This is just, this is what convinces people to actually go to war. I'm here and I feel this way, and those people are doing that. So therefore, I need to go in and stop them, or the other way around. I need to go in and support them. Don't go to war. Don't go to peace. If you don't understand, I'm all about responding to your question in as helpful a way as possible. May not seem helpful. So time, time is unreal. Like a good example of that, a good feeling of that is a dream. A dream doesn't have a past in the future. It barely has a present. I'm not kidding you. This is something the whole world is run by past and future. Well, what did you do then? What are you going to do then? The two thens, back then. And when I get ahead, well, when tomorrow comes, what will I do then? Well, you're going to do the same thing you did back then. That right there should be a little bit of a clue that they have the same name, same index. Unreal. Vivid and an illusion that we think is true. Therefore, it is a delusion. We are convinced that we are someone. We are this body-mind complex moving uh, forward and backward through time in terms of our memory. There's only this. Sometimes it's taught as the present moment. I think that even that's a little bit extra because then you think there's something other than the present moment. Not helpful. Find out who, find out who you are, the identity. That's the main misunderstanding, a mistaken identity. You think you're a solid, separate person and you reinforce it by fighting with this and agreeing with that and being unconcerned about that. Aggression, passion. Ignoring or ignorance. Please look closely. We only have so much time. You might have another week. 
a very close student of mine, Toji, just passed away last Saturday. He's gone. I mean, his body's gone, but he hasn't gone anywhere. If you don't understand that, you won't be able to smile the way I'm smiling. He hasn't gone anywhere. How do I know? Here it comes. Wait for it, as it says on TikTok. Wait for it. Wait for it. Here it comes. I don't know. It's beyond knowledge. Relative knowledge is there's a sound. Now the sound is gone. Where did it go? Where did it go? Where, fundamentally, where, where does anything go? It didn't go anywhere. It's right here. Is that the same one? No, that one was in the past. And this next one is in the future. And that one, wait a minute. Is that confusing? Time. Space. Speed of light. Speed actually has a, a number. Light. One. Juan Rojo says, if you see that you are stuck in a thought pattern or you feel that you are going down that road again, is it skillful to direct your attention to something else like the sense of touch or smell, et cetera, or is this avoidance? I'm talking about when you are off the cushion. No, that sounds good. Just don't, just, just do not demand results. You can flash on that, flash on the sense of touch. The sense of touch cannot think. It gets it 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 gets the the thought process to join in, though, or the thought process actually joins in with the sense of touch to reify whatever the thought process is is trying to do, or trying to get, or trying to grasp, or trying to reject, or trying to ignore. So I would say no. You could flash on that. The idea there, though, one is don't don't fixate on it. Don't maintain it. This is why I don't teach, even though I practiced it and taught it for decades, Shine uh, and Lakdong or Shamatha Vipassana or mindfulness awareness. I don't teach that because people tend to use that to maintain an identity with their mindfulness. They become more and more mindful. This is baloney. I could use a, another word, but I already pick on, uh, uh, I should pick on poultry for a while. If you don't understand that, please question, I'm ready. I don't know what I'm ready for, but something will show up. What I will say is not different, not separate from what you ask. If it were, I couldn't do this. I would have to think stuff up. And I don't think thinking occurs, but there's no thinking identity there. If you think there is, uh, then that's fine. Think whatever you want. Brian, do you have your hands up like this, or is that just you're getting ready to wave? Oh, go ahead. Ask your question. Um, you you said in in one of one of your um, in, in your book um, that sometimes uh, awareness was out in front of thinking is almost a separate kind of uh, thing from thinking. Um, is that correct? I don't know, but I, I just realized I've got two Brian's here. I'm oh, glad was that was I? No, which no, Brian you're good. You? You're, you're good. Uh, Brian, Brian number one, which of course would be you. And then Brian number two, which is up in the other panel there. It's a good thing the names are back. Thank you. Um, so you want to, you want to go over that question one more time. And, and as I said, sure. I'm already. 
<laughs> sure, Brian Bowling. I I'll try and be a little clearer. Oh, I'm <laughs> impressed. Um, you you said in uh, I I don't know the number of which one of the uh, your recommendations for in meditations. Um, you said that awareness was out in front of thinking, and 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 that awareness was actually different than thinking. Could yes. you explain that? Yes, uh, thinking is producing, you're producing thoughts, and that comes out of karma, comes out of dependent origination, and it comes out of passion, aggression, and ignorance, or the demand for other, or the demand that something stop, or the demand that something there's more of, or the demand that something is go away, it's not important, those three positions, and all the nuance in between that are mixtures of passion, aggression, and ignorance, they're countless. And so awareness is just the receiving part, you're, and you may be aware of thoughts, you can actually think and have the awareness be primary. The thoughts arise, they're dependently risen. They don't belong to anyone. If you think, if you think, you think, you don't. You don't, you don't think. That's, that's a, a misunderstanding. It's just, and it's a, it's a powerful misunderstanding because identity is looking for some kind of validation and it will get it. That's why the, the three jewels are so important. And that's why the teacher is so important, because if you don't see this, you're going to need a teacher. How do I know? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe you're one of those spontaneous realizers like Yuji uh, Krishnamurti or, or Ramana Maharshi, who suddenly uh, awoke to his own mortality on his parents' floor at age 18, as I understand it. But he still went into retreat for 20 years and didn't come out and proclaim himself as some kind of a teacher. So awareness, aware, awareness is what shows up if one is living in a sane way, then you have understood that you need to lead with your awareness. In other words, how do you lead with your awareness? Receive, receive everything, receive this incredible world out there and receive this incredible world in here. They're not really different. They just look like it. It's kind of like past and future look like different things. It's the same damn concept. How do I know? Again, I'm not going to even repeat it. It's not out of it's not out of knowledge. It's not relative knowledge. And am I claiming wisdom? Not particularly, because if I do that, then you're going to go to your concept of wisdom and not what I'm pointing at. You go to your idea of wisdom and think, oh, I think I could probably be wise. I just worked on that. You can't work on being wise. Only thing you can work on is to see the way you cover up your innate sanity. It might be a better name for wisdom fundamentally sane no more warfare with anything and i'm not against chicken taza i mean i'm not uh, not chicken taza but i'm not against uh, um mindfulness awareness I, maybe some people need to work with their mind that way we need to train in mindfulness first develop vipassana uh later perhaps if you have a teacher then maybe that's the, the way you should go but i practiced that and taught it for a long time and now I teach what? Sit down, hold still, watch what moves. So that way your own body-mind complex will do just the right amount of what we call mindfulness or in just the right amount of uh, Vipassana or panoramic awareness uh, whenever that's necessary with your particular kind of confusion. That way you're not trying to be mindful. Jus return to the breath like Trungpa Rinpoche taught. Is it wrong? No. Not at all. It's a great way to teach when you have thousands of students. That way they can practice being mindful for 
decades before they finally understand what Vipassana is. I'm not against what he did. He helped me uh, even continue to live. So, and I'm not uh, particularly against what His Holiness the 17th Karmapa uh, teaches, which is uh, count the breaths. One going out, one coming in. Two going out, two coming in. Three going out, three coming in. Up to 10, then return to one again. That's one of his techniques for teaching new students. Maybe you need to do that. I don't know. I don't think so. Further question? Bian. You've said before that the senses are wise. They are. I'm wondering if there's anything in the senses to be trusted. Yeah, I don't trust anything. Don't trust anything. I mean, you could give it the benefit of the doubt. If you see a flame, that's probably going to burn you. But it could be a picture of a flame. And then there's also uh, fireplaces that are not real, that have little things that move in them. They're not hot. And then there's that other kind of flame that's really hot that you don't know what it is. What is that? Oh, yeah, you should touch that one. It's called love. But it's more the possessive kind of love that wants to have his or her own way. It's the gimme, gimme kind of love. Yeah, you should should do that. Did you fall in love recently? Yeah, good. That's good. How about you? I like that. Where you're shaking your head, it's like, kinda. <laughs> Anybody fall out of love recently? There you go. <laughs> Got a volunteer there, pencil in the air. Uh, they've taken notes. Good idea. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't mean to mock anyone's emotions or feelings. Of course not. I don't mean to do that. It's a, that whole area can be very, very painful and difficult, challenging. But it might be if you become, if you're a student, and without me, I don't have to be there. But if you're, if you're a student of what is happening in your life, receive it. Just receive. The feeling of not understanding or not knowing is the way this works. Not the, not the idea of acquiring information about something where you're going to pass a test. No, it's worse than that, and it's better than that. It's worse because you can't figure it out. You don't know where you are. You don't know if you're getting better or getting worse. And uh, that was the worst part, wasn't it? Or is that the better part? No, it's better than that because you're on your way to liberation. If you're on your way to anything, you you can liberate yourself by looking at the, the walls of the mind, by looking at the bars. But you have to see them. And you have to see that those are quite often made of concepts, ideas, judgments, beliefs. Those are the walls of the mind. Those are the bars of the mind. Look at them, please. Don't believe anything. Don't disbelieve anything. Don't ignore anything. This is the way of the Tathagata. How do I know? You know how I know. And if I'm not making any sense, why, be, why would you be here? Something must make sense somewhere about what this old man is saying. 
if if you if it makes some sense to you, I'm all about helping you. I'm all about that. I, I, I won't give up. You shouldn't give up. Yes. Yvonne, what does making sense look like? It's probably different for each person. It might not in the conventional, might not make conventional sense. But some, something's resonating there. It's like being on the same frequency as someone else. When they talk, uh, I, I have no idea why I was so magnetized by Trungpa Rinpoche. And why I was so repelled by my second teacher, Coben. Until looking back on, I know I was repelled because he was he was teaching me, and I didn't. I, and I wanted to say, well, I already had a already had a teacher. I already had the Vidyadhar. I don't need another teacher, but I did. I needed both of those teachers to be able to show up here as a Dharma teacher. There's no solid identity here. There's an identity, just like there is with everyone, but it's not solid. But your identity isn't solid either. But if you're, but and, if you're here endeavoring to, to train your mind, then uh, we can do that together. We'll look at the discontinuity, the asymmetry of the mind together. I'm here to help you with that, but you, you're going to have to ask questions or participate on some level. I would say everyone that's here is participating. Uh, on some level, there's 46 windows open, so two hands at once. Yes. We see that we're making up a story, but our emotional dynamic with it um, feels more like belief than our thought process about it. How do we see that it's unreal emotionally? Good question. And uh, it's just a matter of uh, repetition. Just don't give up and don't, this is a hard one here, but don't look for success. Because if you look for success or completion or getting it, would be the word, then you actually miss what it is because you're so anxious. You could even say greedy about knowing what's right from wrong. You can't stand the ego mind does not want to be wrong. So therefore it will settle for some kind of a blame uh, or blame this way. Or it's all me. I just can't get anything right. I'm constantly buying into this or buying into that. I'm a mess or whatever. Or going the other way and saying the other person. Any picking, picking and choosing is the basic way of talking about this. Do nothing with it. The way you ask the question tells me that you're in kind of a, a limbo area about that. That's where you, That's where you need to be. If you need to be anywhere, be in that. Just continue to sit. Continue to practice. Get your butt to the to the cushion, to the wall, and receive what comes up so that that mind that is dealing with the, the issue that you're talking about, that you're describing so clearly, that that is not, um, uh, that that does not have to be solved. That's a relative stuff. That's spiritual materialism. You don't have to fix anything. You don't have to get rid of anything. You don't have to do anything other than, this is my bias coming out here is receive this amazing world in the form of the world, the other people, the room, uh, the kind oh. of shingle somebody has on their roof, the dent in someone's car, maybe it's yours when you go out into the parking lot. And also your own mind that is looking at that is that is reacting to everything. I like it. I don't like it. It's good. It's bad. This shouldn't be. That shouldn't be. I shouldn't have to put up with this. 
I don't know why my mind is doing this or doing that. You don't need to know why. You need to know what. What is it? Look at it and see. Look closely at it. Munoz, no question? You lost your question? No, it's almost as good as having it answered. What's the path quality of time being an illusion? No path. As long as you think there's time, then you feel like you're going somewhere. If there's something to accomplish. As long as you go into that with this is true, this is actually happening. Wisdom is always the case. It's always there, there's and even always doesn't work because then you're then you're setting them another polarity. It's just true. It's ultimately true. And this is available to you because of why? Because of the Tathagata. Because he pointed it out. And down through the centuries, the lineage keeps pointing this out, pointing this out, pointing this out right up right now until the present holder of the Dharma. Is it helpful to return to the idea of time being an illusion? Sure. You could even, you could, you could set it up your own way and seeing that the future that's going to come tomorrow and the past that was yesterday, see it, those are unreal. You can't, those are just creations in your mind. It's even been uh, simply just a small aside as it's even been, if some, if three people witness something and they all compare notes, they're, it's very rare for them to witness the same thing. They have different ideas and interpretations of it. So there is no past. Come and get me. You think I'm missing something? <coughs> Go ahead, Rana. Um, hello. Hello. Um, I have two questions. And as much as I appreciate the spontaneity of you, that you wait to see what's the subject, but I prepared the subject in my head ahead of time. And there are two questions, and they are related to one another. I have a friend who had been in the prison. I'm from Iran in the for eight years and they told her sit in front of the wall look at the wall and then come out something like that and she's starting meditating but she hits that wall not the wall i guess is in your temple but the wall that it was built up in her mind in the prison. I don't know how to help her. I would like to be able to help her to say something so she can make sense of that experience with the meditation, actually. What's your question? How can I help her? Meditate yourself. You meditate. You train your mind. Well, is she? Is she in? Is she? Wait a minute. Is she in Iran? No. Where's she at now? She's my neighbor. Is she a meditator? Yes, she started. Does she have a teacher? 
That's another question that I wanted okay. to ask. So does she have one? Let me let me just ask, does she have one? I don't know. Okay, well, she, uh, very difficult to do this with a teacher. With a teacher, because quite often, we don't want to hear what the teacher has to say. I certainly didn't. But we just do it anyway. Just We have to have some kind of faith or trust or giving the benefit of the doubt to the teacher. If you think, think the teacher has to show up in your mind the way you think a teacher should be, that's not a teacher. The ego yeah. mind will do anything to survive. Yeah, I, I hear you. Good. See, I started meditation group in Iran in 2002. So I started the Shambhala actually because I'm very much like, I'm very much fond of Chogyam Trumpa Rinpoche. So I started and I pass on whatever I knew, whatever I knew. So here I am a meditation instructor, but I pass on things and of course, I'm not a teacher, but I'm doing the act of passing on something to another person. Sounds, it sounds good to me, Rana. What, what is your question there? I think it's good what you're doing. You said in your talk in March 5th, you said, don't advise, don't give advice. I did. And I don't know how to pass on any, any understanding of Dharma to anyone without advising so i would well, just sit okay okay but go ahead and give advice then if, if you see it as advice and you feel like it's going to be beneficial to someone uh, go ahead but do you have a teacher other than the the yes. written words of chogyam trungpa do you have a teacher yes only pema children okay then you should ask pema or have you okay but if i we, like to that's well, you I'm could. Not. I mean, uh, she has uh, thousands of students. So yes. she's, uh, you know, I've got a couple dozen. That's why you're able to ask me. And so you can't, I know Pema. And we're kind of contemporaries, you might say, of the same teacher. Well, I'm so, asking you because, because the way you answered my previous question about why you left Shambhala, and you said, I am Shambhala. I am it, Shambhala. It really touched my heart. You see? You, I connected with you through that. And now yes. I wonder, but I hear you saying, if you think you, you give advice, do it. If I just told you, my friend, I, go ahead and give advice. It's always situational. If, you, if you're doing that, then, and you're doing it with, uh, as a Shambhalian, you've been trained as a meditation instructor, I take it. Go ahead and tell people what to do. But you'll notice that if you're doing that, you need to get their permission. So they sit in front of you, and then you can train them. If they're coming to a program, then that's a different situation than just giving advice. That's actually, you're part of the structure. You're part of the teaching of, uh, of, of, uh, of a, a very, very great teacher. Maybe one of the best teachers that's, that even lived in the 20th century. So I would say under that guidance and under Pema Chodron, then by all means, go ahead and do that. So this is a good example, but I say meet everything where it's at. Don't live by any standards. Even though I say don't give advice, I'm waiting for these kind of questions to come up because there are some situations where, where I would say, yeah, don't, don't, don't give anybody advice. I sometimes say don't teach anyone to meditate and don't advertise. Don't push meditation on anybody. Meditation is very difficult. 
you've been doing it for a while, you can see how difficult it is. But if somebody's asking you, what about meditation? I see you meditate. What do you think I should meditate? And you might say, I don't know, should you? When you they would say, well, what is it? You say, well, it's a way of training your mind. And then you would have a interaction, strong communication before you actually said, you might say, do you want meditation instruction from me? And then they, they would say, yeah, I think I do. And then, then you could take whatever it takes, five, 10 minutes to give very simple shamatha vipassana meditation instruction. I mean, there's a lot of questions that'll come up as we go along, but the initial instruction, as you know, is pretty direct and simple. So is that helpful? Very helpful because yeah. my dilemma was, am I a teacher? No, I'm not a teacher. What kind of name I should, do I need a name? Instructor. You're an, you're, a, you're an instructor. You teach people how to practice like meditation that. as you were taught. But as far as being a, a teacher, uh, a spiritual guide for someone, you know, that may or show up, may show up and it may not. But if you don't, if you don't feel uh, the confidence to actually do that, that what you're dealing with, uh, then just uh, continue to practice yourself. Like I said originally, just continue to meditate. Sit down, hold still, face the wall or look at the carpeting or look at the wall or look at the floor. Uh, in Shambhala, we don't necessarily uh, face the wall, but you could. It's up to you. You could sit with the, in, in uh, resting the mind with the hands on the knees, which is Shambhalian, sometimes called a warrior uh, posture. And uh, or you could uh, you could sit a little bit more symmetrical this way in the in the um, Zen style. That's I think uh, it's more important to just do that consistently over and over again, rather than go back and forth between them. It's my karma. It had been my karma even before I knew it's my karma. You know, yeah. many times I ask myself, who did I think I am to 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 take the Dharma to Iran. I mean, it, it, it's, anyways. Yeah. Well, to... Nav Navid, aren't you in Iran <laughs> still? <laughs> yeah, Navid's over there, so. Yes, I am. Huh? Yes, I am. There yeah. he is. So he's over there. And yeah, he's. Contact me, Navid. I'd love to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're quite welcome. See, this is an interesting way people get together here. People are talking to each other on this, uh, that have met on this particular uh, as it is, which has kind of turned into not only as it is, but it's also the Wednesday night uh, uh, talk, which I think I'm still giving a talk. I'm not sure. Maybe. <laughs> but I don't mind what's, what's showing up. Is there... A, is there another question somewhere on any topic whatsoever? Jishin Bowing. Jean. What is asymmetry of the mind? Pardon me? You, at the beginning of your talk, you mentioned asymmetry of the mind. Asymmetry. Asymmetry. So this, what you're doing is you're sitting down and you're doing what you have a say-so about, which is that part of the mind that manifests as a physical form. There's lots more things going on here. Uh, form, feeling, perception, concert, uh, concept, and consciousness, and all. And there's lots of other things you could talk about that are aspects of the mind. The feeling of at the fingertips, and all the feeling in the heart and the emotions. Different kinds of feeling are happening, and you can differentiate them if it makes you feel better. <laughs> so, or or not, you can just meet them how they as they are in the confusion. 
of the ego that wants to get some kind of a handle on everything. So the symmetry is you create the symmetry by sitting down symmetrically as the Buddha did 2,500 years ago. We see uh, that form everywhere. We see it on altars and we see it in paintings and tankas and so on. Sit down, hold still, and then watch the asymmetry, the way the mind keeps going this way and pushing that way and grasping at this, coming out of the symmetry of this into the asymmetry of grasping, wanting this, not wanting that. We do it in, in our mind stream. We argue with ourselves. We have conflicting emotions about the nature of anything that shows up. One of the ways this shows up in a conventional way, it's kind of kind of a homely example, but it's there. Excuse me. And that is uh, a part of me wants this, but another part of me wants this. So we're actually, uh, that's proof right there that the mind is able to do not only two things at once, but probably many, many things all at the same time. The mind is always finding its own form. And if that, if what is showing up in that form is confusion, uh, the mind will find it. The consciousness will, will show up as that form. And you, right now you can be just grateful that you have a human form that is in uh, a, a human realm, not the hell realm, not the jealous, jealous God realm, not the God realm that is completely secure and safe from, from anything, but is in a human realm where there's actual curiosity about what this is. That's where you're going to hear the Dharma. If you have ears to hear, you'll hear it. Thank you. What is the manifestation of the mind, which is symmetrical? Nothing's happening. Oh. Nothing is happening. Surprise, huh? <laughs> it doesn't mean that things aren't happening. It means that things aren't happening. Monica. Oh, I was just bowing. <laughs> oh. To what well. you just said before. <laughs> Very good. No question. It, okay. Melissa, don't you have a question? <laughs> Melissa bowing, not today. Thank you. Bowing. Oh, okay. Well, I tried. Isaac bowing. Isaac, go ahead. Happy birthday, by the way. Thanks. Um, what does bringing questions to the teacher do for the student's path, Bowen. Okay, so what does the bringing questions to the teacher do with what? What does bringing a question to the teacher do for my path? For your path, B-A-T-H? Yes. Well, it's uh, there again, it's, it's varied. Uh, you have a, a question about a particular thing. Uh, you're not, uh, I'm not sure how to, how to answer it other than it would, uh, it might, depends on what the question is, it might help you uh, have a better understanding of what, how it, of what it means to sit in front of the wall uh, and, and just receive. So you, if you ask a question, uh, you may, it may show up in that area of how to practice shikantaza, which is extremely difficult to do. It's very difficult because the, the, the ego wants to maintain something and wisdom doesn't need to maintain anything. And that's where you're headed. If you're listening to me. That's where you're headed. You're, he you're headed for no reference point. None. Not even Buddhism is a reference point. No reference point. This is, a, this is the Tathagata, one who comes thusly. Tathata means thus. Tathagata means one who comes with no past, no future, 
no agenda other than one who appears. And he, she, they, when they appear, they run into confusion. And when that confusion shows up, they begin to work with it in a direct way because there's no being there anymore. But there's consciousness only that is showing up as a being. And that being has no idea what, again, he, she, or they need to do until they see some otherness showing, some person who thinks they're a solid being, other. Then the Tathagata can manifest as a teacher, which happened 2,500 years ago. Further question, Isaac? Isaac Bowen. I guess more personally, like when I think of questions to bring you, um, they don't they don't stand still. They're kind of uh, they move around and they're they're gone uh-huh. through by my intellect. So yeah, I- but that's just that's just because you're a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> just joking, just joking. No, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, sometimes that that variability situation, just catch a hold of it as best you can. There's no you don't need to produce uh, a perfect question. You don't need to produce some kind of a question that people are going to evaluate or judge or something. You could just ask it very simply. And it can it can have to do with that. You could say, well, my question was this. Uh, a little bit. He's still talking. <laughs> something turned on. Did somebody accuse me of still talking? Uh-oh. <laughs> That's true. So in other words, uh, however it shows up, backwards or forwards, uh, just pick it up wherever it's at. As far as a t- uh, you can't confuse me. I'm already confused as I'm ever going to get. I've been confused since I was born. You don't have to get rid of anything. Actual sanity is confusion sometimes it's called transmutation sometimes it's called not separate wisdom and and delusion are not separate they are co-emergent they come out together the suffering of the world and the compassion of the world arise together just like these hands come together they're not the same hand but they're certainly not different from each other well a little bit like this that's what you're doing every time you bow to the altar you're bringing this and that, past and future, together. Just a way of talking about it. If it's helpful to you, then use it. If it's not, eh, don't worry about it. Not here to sell anything. We're still at 43 windows open, so got to be some more questions in here somewhere. You have one? So you're bowing. A minute ago, you said something about- to the effect, Isaac, that when the Tathagata sees other, it manifests. Tathagata manifests. So, are you saying that unless there's confusion, the Tathagata? No, no Tathagata, unless there's confusion. Yes. Because uh, the Tathagata is still coming thusly, but there's, there isn't anything but the Tathagata. But when something shows up that is confusion, then the Tathagata is there. The Buddha is there. So, if you see that someone else needs help then you you look and see can i help them or not or am i going to add to their confusion by helping them go ahead so there is no other without confusion yes yes without confusion 
the duality. There is no duality unless there's confusion. There's clarity and there's confusion. Kozan, don't you have a question? Come on. Kozan bowing. <clears throat> you said asking yourself like we were us. Am I going to help them or am I going to add that to their confusion? And sometimes you say, don't ask or questions. How would you even know the answer to that before you? Oh, you might, you might not. And you know, there again, it's dependent. There isn't. So it depends on, it depends on so many things. But if you're asking that question, if, if there's someone there and you need to, you feel like you need to move in that direction because you possibly can help them. I would just say, trust yourself. I, I also say, don't meddle. Don't meddle with your own mind. Don't meddle with other people's minds. But that, that's not a standard where you set this up where, well, Sogazan said, well, you already know this. Sogazan said, don't meddle. I'm saying there may, may be a time when you absolutely have to meddle with someone. When, it, when it, the only way it'll work is to, is to trust yourself and to step into that unknown without any reference point, no promises, no guarantee. Excuse me, no guarantee. The trunk firm, but Jay said this over and over again, no guarantee of anything. And this is when the, the mind uh, becomes liberated. You might become liberated as you're standing in the middle of a mud puddle, as you're in the midst of uh, a swamp, as you're in the midst of, of dense fog and confusion, as you're in the, the cave of demons. So powerful. Unlikely to happen without a without a teacher. Not that it can't happen, but if it happens without a teacher, then it'll be hard to know what the hell to do with no self. How can you actually live when there's no solid center anymore? Cayenne bowing. Cayenne. Uh, as a sangha, how can we support Toji as he transitions bowing? You can think about him. You could uh, you could put a in the we have a picture of Toji on the on the altar, and in forty nine days, it, it's just a traditional way of working with it. And and we'll chant the sutra and chant the heart sutra, and uh, and burn his picture in order to help him. So, are we really helping him? It doesn't matter. It's the intention that's important. The intention, intention to 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 be of service. The intention to support him as he. Uh, transitions. So we don't know what it's like to to do that. Uh, my last talk with him was probably a week or so before he left last Saturday afternoon, and it seemed like he was in. I mean, he had a um, a tumor back here that that might make things more confusing with him for him as he was passing. But I think that his actual passing, uh, once that was complete, once he had passed, I think he was probably quite clear about what was happening. He might be quite clear about his confusion, but that's still clarity. I think he's doing fine. He even said that he was very curious about what that was going to be like. That's a powerful statement for someone who is facing their own end, who is only 75. I mean, I'm several years older than he is. I'm still here so far for the next little while. So the best way to support him is to remember him and to let him go. If you wanted to put a, a photo, 
You could also just put a paper with his name on there. On there. Toji means transparent earth. I gave him that because he was very practical and was looking right through his uh, right through his uh, temporary nature into his self nature when I met him. He just didn't know it, but he knows it now. Uh, and my chuckling is uh, up about how confident I am, confident I am that he's okay. He's doing okay. He's not trapped in his thought patterns. Jihim Browning. When we are stepping into the unknown, are we stepping to the confusion? Yes. Uh, could be. You may be you may be working with your own confusion and, and just having a willingness to just receive that, to just receive the, the craziness of your mind without comment, without particularly making it more crazy. But receive that. Have have a willingness to be with all things as the the precept, the third of the three pure precepts in the in the Soto Zen tradition. Do good, don't do harm, and be with all things, or save all beings is another way of saying it. It's just be with everything that happens is appropriate. It's not that you can't, you don't run out of a burning house. You're not going to stay there and burn. So the relativity is still functioning there, but the fundamental understanding is everything that is occurring is dependently arisen. Dependent. It's everything that looks like a singularity is dependent on other apparent singularities for their specialness in appearance. Their their actual uh, their as uh, who was it that said everybody's going to get fifteen minutes of fame? Anybody remember? Who was it? Andy Warhol said that. So you're going to get fifteen minutes of fame. <laughs> Great insight from, from that amazing artist. Is there a further question? Uh, or is there a question I didn't answer? Navid. Navid Bowing. Um, what makes us forget our true nature? Fear. And it's not a fear that's in our face all the time. We might have the fear might come up and then we cover it with something, with a belief. If you really believe in, 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 in something, that can help to uh, hide out from the fear, to feel like you, you're somehow saved or you have a special dispensation. So belief can do that. And uh, any kind of uh, uh, feeling or emotion or positionality can help cover that up. Hatred, hatred of certain, kind, certain races of people, hatred of uh, other politics. Um, any any kind of passion, aggression, and ignorance, passion, grasping, holding on, clinging, fixation on some particular thing. Um, so passion, and then aggression, going to war, pushing, always a lot of uh, hatred showing up in the mind, and also distracting yourself into something else, like something that's uh, fearful to cover it up with distraction. Think about other stuff. Think about go play golf, you know, enmesh yourself in some kind of activity that keeps you from uh, facing or looking at that which is frightening to you, which could be it could be something as uh, fancy and as, as an existential crisis of not knowing who you are, uh, what this is or where you're going and all of that. Or it could be just uh, something uh, where you're a fear of you losing your job or things like that. Just about anything can create fear 
Navid Bowing. So we don't come to this world with this uh, forgetfulness. Uh, I asked, uh, we don't come to this world with this forgetfulness. Um, I mean, we don't get born with it. I think, I think, uh, I don't know exactly how that functions, but we, we come into this world with, uh, with the confusion and with the karma that, that came out of, uh, what I will refer to as a past life. I don't think it's solidified in terms of being a particular identity. Like, I don't think you, Naveed, had another lifetime, but there might be in consciousness, uh, because consciousness, when the body drops away, consciousness doesn't have the, the walls of the mind that protect the individuality, uh, all, albeit uh, uh, untrue, a false identity of me, me, and me, and my stuff, my ideas, my concepts, my hopes, my fears. So that area comes apart. Uh, as uh, Trungpa Rinpoche once said to uh, a woman was asking him, and I have to paraphrase a little bit since I don't remember the exact thing uh, that he responded, but it was something like she asked, uh, do you, um, uh, talking about the 16th Karmapa when he passed away, uh, she was asking, so will, will His Holiness, whom, the person that she knew, when he passes away, will he come back again as a, will, will it be that person? And uh, Vidyadara, the Vidyadara's way of responding to that was, and again, I'm not exactly clear on what he said, so I might be a little off. Any of you who have a memory of this or have nowhere to read it at can uh, um, inform me. So uh, he was saying that, that you, referring to her, you and his holiness, can your consciousness can get together and you can be the next Karmapa. So what was he saying by that? He was saying that the, the discontinuity, the walls of the mind come apart in a certain sense, and they come apart in accordance with dependent origination. So there's no way you can figure that out. It's like I'm using my fingers like this to say that it looks like this, and then it comes together like this, and then there's birth. And then it goes together like this, and then there, as soon as there's birth, the two otherness, other nesses are, look like one thing. So therefore, if you if you just look at the incarnations of the 17 Karmapas and you read about their lives, pretty astonishing what some of these, uh, the way in which these uh, people were able to teach down through the centuries, astonishing teachings. From the, his uh, Tusum Kempa, the first one, uh, Karmapakshi, uh, Rangjung Dorje, um, the eighth Karmapa, Mikyo Dorje. And all kinds of teachings from these teachers that are is just amazing, insightful, coming from centuries and centuries ago. So I think we can uh, we can close. We're beyond our scheduled time, which is uh, no matter. Thank you all for for coming and. Turn around and like, go back to sitting. Oh, oh, that's right, we do. So we're going to go back and sit, right? But I get to leave, don't I? Okay, good. Okay, thank you all for, for attending.